All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Or Ed. Seven game series. It's not a one game, one and done. We'll be all right. Most French guys in our league with a visor on that, you know, run around and play tough and can't back anything up. But he thought he was going to be, you know, do something funny and, you know, it backfired. Now he's suspended. So, you know, you got to keep your mouth shut. Yeah, we got whacked uh, two games in a row. So, last thing I want to do is stand and talk in front of you guys. It is the Department of Discipline, Ryan Pinder and Jay Rosa. Rosie, it's our last. Department of Discipline of the Year. Of the year. That went quick. And our final, don't worry, we'll be back in the new year, but it is going to be 2024 next time we chat. A uh, pre-Christmas version of the show in your ear holes, in your face holes today. I hope you're ready for Christmas, man. We're, we're getting close here. I'm excited you don't sound excited. I like this time of year. I'm, I'm, I got lots to, to look forward to. Are you stressed out? I'm very busy. You see, the problem is, is that uh, I'm a very social animal. Mm. And this is the season to be so that's good. a social whore, a massive extrovert. And I'm all those things. So I'm more stressed about, okay, we've got this party this day, that one. I'm rolling from event to event to event right up until Christmas Eve when we all move into grandma and grandpa's place with my sister, Classic. brother, all the grandkids. And then we're going to roll out Elf, Home Alone, the animated Grinch, all the grandkids, get some cards going. Maybe get a few fingers of the brown sauce into us. <laughs> Not gravy on the potatoes. Maybe a little more of the whiskey or scotch yeah. with grandpa. <laughs> and then we're good. The outdoor rink's about. always a staple on Christmas Day. Why aren't you happier than a pig in I'm shit? I'm not there it yet. It sounds like you're just... <laughs> I got days to get so much shit done. Uh, yeah. And so we're not there yet. You're, you're in the spirit. You're in the mood. You're already on a bit of a break. That's why. Yes, I uh, I don't have a... I mean, I'm still busy, but I just don't have 
things I'm not looking forward to. We're wrapping hockey up. We got some team functions with the kids. We're going to uh, Simulator Golf in in Olds, Alberta. Aurora Golf just opened up. We're going to give that a rip. And then people are flying in and we got functions and get-togethers. I like this time of year, man. I'm glad you mentioned kid hockey because I had a Jay Rosehill interaction this weekend. Doesn't sound great. We had a kids U9 hockey tournament out in the mountains in Canmore, Alberta. Beautiful Canmore, which is, if you haven't been, it's like a little miniature Canadian Aspen. I was stopped on the street by a man with a son wearing an Olds hat, which is, of course, where you're from. There was a team from Olds. He said, hey, I know you. I'm familiar with the show you're doing. I said, yeah, have you seen this new show I'm doing with Jay Rosehill? He's like, oh, I've heard about that. I'm like, you know Rosie? He's like, I've got his nephew on my team. He's an absolute animal. <laughs> <laughs> that's little Charlie. That's my nephew. He is an animal. Apples don't fall off the trees and end up in different states and provinces. They don't cross borders. They kind of lay right below the tree. It made me smile. It warmed my heart that there's another generation of Rose Hills running around, keeping people accountable. It is nice, especially, <laughs> especially that one. He keeps everyone accountable except himself. But he's, uh, yeah, I forgot they were in Canmore at the same time yeah. as you. I should have put you guys together. We didn't have a chance to line up against the Olds team, but uh, all my kids do remain unconcussed and they have all their teeth. Okay, so well, it's a positive weekend. <laughs> Let's start the show with uh, a man who had a tough week and I think a guy that raised some eyebrows of this play. I've been a massive David Pasternak fan for a long time. You want to talk about pure finishing? This guy's a superstar. And I thought he signs that deal, avoiding free agency last year. The Bruins like, dude, do you know how much money you're leaving on the table? You sign max term. And it's like, yeah, it's a nice number, but like the cap's only going up. This guy's going to be playing on that salary, on that contract in a $100 million cap world. Like you could have gone to the place like Seattle and asked for $15 million, But hey, it's been a good fit. Bruins are good. They win. And he's part of that core now they've reloaded with. What I didn't know is that David Pasternak had a little more nasty in physicality. He showed that last week. I don't know what the deal is, but uh, you saw this game against the Rangers. David Pasternak does not like himself any Ryan Lindgren at all. Not even this much. The story to me came out as Ryan Lindgren getting buried, you know, four times in a week. And I go to check him out and it's pasta running this guy's <laughs> yeah. show. The first two highlights, the second one's arguably from behind, not from behind. I thought if you're going to suspend anyone, it's probably going to be that hit yes. where, I mean, it's not a lot left to do, but just finish the guy cleanly from behind and his face blows up and he's bleeding and stuff. It's pretty obvious, but he escaped disciplinary action, believe it or not. He's slippery. He's tough to pin down, even for the Department of Player Safety. And after the first hit, when he buries the guy, I mean, this day and age, we've talked about it. You're probably going to have to scrap. And this was Mm a, he's breaking out, sits him right on his ass and then turns around and then really turns his back to the play, almost like he's dangling his gloves saying, who's fucking coming? Anyone have a problem with this? Nobody (laughs) comes. Then he runs the guy again and buries his face in the glass. I was, I was like, who is this pasta guy? I got to admit, I don't follow the Bruins as, as closely as some people for different reasons, but my God, that guy's one to love if he's that big of an all-star and he's doing yeah. that shit out there. Yeah. Well, it's because of Jack Edwards. You love him so much. Right. That's why you... Yes. So anyway, there's that one game and there's a lot that comes from it on this week's show. It is Bruins. It is Rangers. It's original six. It's two heavyweights in the East. I would not be surprised if this is your... Eastern Conference Final. Bruins are good enough to come out of the Atlantic. Not that they're the only ones to do that. You know, they got Florida, they got Toronto, they got Tampa. And the Rangers look like the best team in the Metro right now because you've had rockier starts for Carolina and Jersey. And I'm not sure that people are buying 
whether Philly or the Islanders are going to have the staying power as getting in in those one, two, three divisional spots. So if it was Bruins, Rangers, I'm signing up for this thing. The first hit that we talked about was the last hit of a bad week for Ryan Lindgren. And it's one where he turns as he's getting hit and what would have been a gray area hit suddenly becomes a five minute major and a game for Pasternak (laughs) and Ryan Lindgren. You you talked about it. It wasn't just that one earlier in the game. He gets dumped. No one wants to square up with pasta, but that wasn't it at all. There was two games earlier in the week. I mean, as we, as we see this going on, I think the more I watch Ryan Lindgren getting dummied, the more I think, you, sir, are what Jay Rosell's been talking about for the last few months. You don't know how to prepare yourself for body contact. If you haven't seen it, you have to go check it out. There's a highlight reel that should be a whole career's worth of getting dummy, but apparently yes, it was in a three a, games, a single week. And it makes me wonder, like, I find myself saying this a bunch on this show, but where have you been playing hockey yes. in the last decade to get to that level, to get to that league? And to still be that fucking oblivious to getting crushed. <laughs> the last one of Pasternak, he goes to chip the puck and reaches to, to chip it to his partner and then gets buried from kind of behind, whether he put himself in that position or he shouldn't have. Okay, I'll give him that one benefit of the doubt. But every other one, I mean, the McCabe hit in the Toronto game, yes. he's coming straight down on McCabe, cycles the puck, like leaves it, and then looks not the way of the center of the ice looks back behind him towards admiring the glass. A drop pass. Admiring his <laughs> drop pass. And that was probably the hardest hit. And I think it was the earliest one by McCabe. He does a fucking flip. So you think right away there, okay, this guy's going to take it easy this week. He's going to go in tensed up and ready to take a hit. Every time he goes into the corner along the walls, he's going to have his head up for the rest of the week. No, no. He goes and gets dummied three more times. It That's makes right. you wonder like, why is this? new to this guy and where has he been playing and he's a minnesota kid product of minnesota golden gophers grew up and he played hockey i know i don't understand why man it's a maybe chalk it up to a tough week but makes me wonder how don't you figure that one out man it just sure tells me how ingrained it is in these kids that they're not going to get hit very often in the last five eight years yeah so this is how his week went tuesday mccabe flipping a mass over tea kettle Friday, Anaheim visited New York. McGinn just trucks him. And then it was the two pasta hits a day later on Saturday, the second half of the back-to-back. Now, I want to ask you this. If that's not David Pasternak, let's say that's Nick Delorier, that's Gadjevich, that's a Kachuk. I don't want to say these are dirty players, but players that are known for being physical. If it's them and not Pasternak on that hit that resulted in the five-minute misconduct in the game, misconduct, are we not seeing a suspension here from George Peros? Well, I'll be honest. I thought he got suspended because I was just waiting for the number of games. Okay. And I just saw a game and I just assumed, oh, we got one game. And I he didn't even get suspended. He I did I not to, get a single game. had to do a double take on, oh, really? Why did he get a... And again, anytime there's not a suspension in the game of hockey, aside from tomahawking a guy's teeth, like I'm usually on the side of go easy on them, let the boys play and figure it out themselves. Now, you, I get that position from being you. Who yeah, you are. sure. Yeah. But if that's anybody else, man, and Pasta has not a history by any stretch, but he's been suspended before for a headshot a couple years ago. So all the reason to give him a game or two, but the mighty Boston Bruins <laughs> and him being a superstar, I think they get the benefit of the doubt. And I remember as a player thinking to myself, if 
I hit someone bad, they're going to throw the book at me and, yeah. and, and make an example of me where I know that anyone else can maybe skirt it a little bit closer, but it would be easy to throw a book at like a fourth line guy who likes to run around. But when you're the guy who's good at hitting, who's trying to catch guys to blow them up and you're doing the majority of the hitting in a game, it didn't really seem fair to me at the time because you're walking on eggshells, trying not to catch a little piece of his head and mm-hmm. they're nitpicking the rules and going into super Let's slow. Watch the slow mo. Oh, Jay, look, this is where Jay Rosell decides to decapitate this man. Then, no, it was full speed when it happened. <laughs> then pasta decides to, destroy a guy's week basically and nothing happens so i don't know a little bit biased if you ask me where's past on your build a franchise around a guy rankings and i don't i don't want a hard number so much as like would you have him in the same class as a matthews or as a mckinnon like i don't know i guess i sort of see it as connor's in a class of his own sid used to be that guy but if there's a second tier is he in there or is it like eh, he's not a center He's playing with more moxie as we see here. Not that it's like, yes, he's hurting people. Now you move up my rankings, but there is some value to physicality. And, you know, if they don't have Patrice Bergeron getting injured in game, what, 82, 81 last year and blowing a lead in the final minute, like they're right through Florida. Like they, they should have won that series in five. Yeah, it was a tough one. I mean, I think you can't have a season like that and not get a little bit high on your horse, right? I mean, they mm-hmm. were plowing the entire league for the entire season, like setting records, basically one of the greatest regular regular seasons in history. So of course you're going to think you're going to walk through the first round with the wild cards and whatnot, but not everything went their way, but not everything does go your way in the playoffs. You got to be prepared for anything. Yeah. But as far as around pasta, he's like my third string kind of guy really. And and doing shit like that, he's climbing my ranks very rapidly, but you know, McKinnon who I feel like just plays like a truck goes hard, gets pissed off. And you know, Brady to Chuck is like one of my top guys right now. Like he does everything. I'd be salivating having him as my leader on my team building a team around him. I think he's fantastic. And his brother is a little more of a rat, maybe less tough, but different style and super effective, huge fan of him too. So he's up there, but doing stuff like that, I, uh, he's climbing everyone's ranks in a hurry, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I think if you had just a next year's rocket Richard, let's set the odds. Matthews is going to be the guy that's going to have the smallest number in terms of a wagering odd. Like, yeah, he's going to be the favorite passes that next guy, isn't he? Like who else can score like him? That's, He's a machine. It's yeah. rare air. You know, what's gone is the, well, you know, it's a centerman. Well, nope. <laughs> it's all new centers this year in the sense that you saw Krejci and Bergeron step aside from the game and he's still filling the net. Well, they worry me in that, in that division because I think they've learned their lesson from last year. I don't think they're going to let it happen again. And I think they're the best coach team in the NHL and, I fucking hate that they're in the Leafs <laughs> division because they're they're just beasts right now, and they've also kind of had a history of having the Leafs number. So that, we'll see. That division's awesome. I still don't think Tampa's done yet. I know they're sort of in a mixed bag of results through the first third of the season. They spent two months without Vasilevsky. They got him back. Maybe not peak Vasilevsky right yeah, now, we'll but see. you expect him to be better in the spring. And they still have Kucherov's a monster. He's leading the league in scoring. Points having a monster offensive season. Stamkos is still Stamkos, although he's a free agent in the summer, which is an interesting talking point. Hedman is still there. Like, wouldn't it be silly for people to sleep on Tampa after all they've done the last five years? But you look at the division, you're like, well, Florida just went to the cup final. Toronto, if they can sort out the blue line and goaltending, you know they can score with anyone. 
and Boston's fucking Boston. So good luck to you, Detroit, Montreal, Buffalo, Ottawa. Good yeah. luck to you cracking oh, yeah. that top four. And a lot of people had, you know, Buffalo and Ottawa to step up and make some noise this year while everyone else takes a big step back. Not it was looking, Detroit. That's the only that team way. that's done it. And again, we'll see if they can, if they've got staying power. I think they're like 0-6 since they got Patrick Kane too. Not exactly. What uh, they I think they got him. one, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's, uh, it's not been the debut they were hoping for. Kind of like how the Rangers got Pat last year. That didn't go great. Next item on the list, and we'll get back to more Bruins Rangers, by the way, which was where that Lindgren Pasternak hit occurred. Instead, though, we're heading out west to talk about Jordan Cairo and some comments that didn't go well and some uh, shade thrown, you had said. You said, is he throwing shade? You're like, he is throwing shade. So Jordan Cairo is asked by Jeremy Rutherford, who covers the Blues in St. Louis, about Craig Berube, who, of course, came in as the interim coach, took him all the way to the Stanley Cup. They win an incredible run, play Gloria. What a, what a time it was to be a Blues fan. It's not that team anymore. O'Reilly's gone. Tarasenko's gone. Petrangelo's gone. Biddington was on a heater that year. He went from AHL nobody to essentially one of the biggest reasons they won a cup. It's a different group. Barubi gets fired a few weeks ago. I, I guess around a week ago, whatever it is. And I just immediately when I saw it, I'm like, they are what they should be. They're around 500. And they aren't a wagon anymore. And if there's anyone to lay the blame at their feet, the GM has built this team and they're doing what people expected. He's beloved is Craig Berube in St. Louis because of A, the way he played, and B, he coached them to one of the most improbable, fun, underdog Stanley Cups we've seen in the last few decades. And so he's beloved guy. Kairos asked, you know, how do you feel about Craig Berube? What was your relationship like? I have no comment. He's not my coach anymore. Oh, now, I understand that all coaches have shelf lives and no coach works for the same player forever. That felt like a lot of shade for a guy that got a lot of people, a big part of them getting jewelry. Well, it was. A coach gets fired, fine. When I have had a coach fired, like I was on the Leafs when they fired Ron Wilson and brought in Randy Carlisle. Brian Burke came in and fucking ripped the whole team saying... The performance is too low. We have to make a change. Therefore, this guy's job is ended. A good man's job fired, which is not something anyone likes to do or likes to see. And at the end of the day, it's because of our performance on the ice. And it was like a little wake-up call on like, yeah, this might not be Ron's fault or whatever, but he's in the position where he takes the blame. So it's kind of a serious thing just to fire a man and take away his livelihood and not have any guarantees of something else. So you usually give the token answers. Yeah, well, or just like, we feel guilty. It was our play that got this guy fired. 100%. Right? Yeah. If you're not a fan of the coach, you're glad that he got fired, then give the PC answer and whatever and move on like you do almost 90% of the interviews you do anyways. But Kyrie takes it upon himself to throw some shade and say something kind of, okay, what was that all about? Snarky and at minimum. Snarky. And then follows it up with just praising the hell out of the interim coach. Um, we can finally get our mojo back and we're, we're allowed to get the culture of this team back on track and stuff. Just like just total daggers out the door in chief's back as he's leaving. And I was kind of annoyed by it right away. I was like, what the fuck would you do? Like, he must really hate Chief. And I've played for Chief. That's what he prefers to be called. Craig Berube, I played with for him in Philadelphia. He would have been one of your favorite players if you watched him too. He was tough as nails. Oh, Ooh. God, yes. He's he's an animal. He's a guy's guy. He's a man, but he cares. And he's he's funny and he's jovial, but he's can be very serious and intense. He's just, he's really solid. And what he did with, 
the St. Louis Blues should earn him nothing short of a good chunk of respect, no matter what your crossing is with him. So to throw shade at him in media, and then he goes out and just expects nothing back from it. You can see how much St. Louis likes and appreciates and respects Craig Brube. They start booing him. Cairo gets booed because of the comments about Berube, and that makes sense. The fans know what Berube meant to that cup run. Yeah, and they boo him. So, And then after the game, he's asked about it, and he just flat out starts crying. And I just can't help but think to myself, is this not indicative of you know this generation of younger player? They can throw stuff out there on Instagram and the internet and throw shade and, and think nothing of it and not really realize that that's real stuff you're saying. That can have consequences. You didn't think about that very long. And then to be so blown away by any bit of backlash that you would have done, which you probably, it seemed like you did it on purpose, and then to start crying on national TV, I had to kind of scratch my head on this one. Yeah, let's have a listen to this. This is Cairo post-game after being booed. <laughs> yeah, I definitely heard those. Um, I mean, it's not easy, obviously, but... You know, I, I see where they're coming from you know, with how my comments on it. So that's yeah, definitely tough. I mean, you know, I love playing here. I love playing in front of the fans. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, helped me in a lot of ways, right? You know, it's really helped me round it all my game and try to be more a complete player. So, you know, I, like I said, you know, I respect him as a guy and, you know, no way towards him at all. So, yeah, Cairo walks it back a bit, but not before, as you said, there's tears. It really did seem like he uh, cluelessly walked into this thing. Uh, whether he meant it or not, he didn't take the obvious high road for a cup-winning coach who means a lot to that city. Yeah. And you think if you're going to throw a little bit of shade, you're probably of the type to have a little bit of thick skin and can handle <laughs> right. some backlash, yeah. right? Not yeah. be. I will say, I wish this was on video so you could see his tone and his delivery to this because it is just a tweet, the original comment. a text, yeah. and I am very aware of how the media can take things out of context and make it seem worse than it was. So if that attributed to you know the tears and this huge misunderstanding and he didn't throw shade at all, then I could say, all right, this poor guy, I can see why he's getting worked up. But with the actual quote, I just see like, yeah. dude, you're throwing shade and throwing darts his back as he's leaving. And you probably should have had more respect for him than that. It's just so easy to take the high road. It's it not hard. It should be, especially it's if like, you're an man. emotional guy and you get worked up easy and you could cry in front of a bunch of cameras. Uh, yeah, that's not Jay Rosell style. That's I can get worked up actually. Well, I just mean like you wouldn't do that on the way out. No, just, I, yeah. and and you're you're kind of right. Like if you wanted to stereotype why millennials rub some people the wrong way, Jordan Kyrie's built a nice little case there. <laughs> but wait, it gets better. So that that all went down. December fourteenth was the quote from Jeremy Rutherford that goes viral, so to speak. Kyrie plays, gets booed. That's soon after. The next game after that is the sixteenth. So we're talking three days here. Yeah, sixteenth. You wouldn't believe it. Guess who has a hell of a game and is named the first star? Jordan Kyrie. Good for him. That's how it should be wrapped up. And so in a weird way, all is well. Chief's going to be fine. Cairo and the Blues have kissed and made up. It's been an emotional journey. This Disney movie now comes to an end. Cairo and the Blues winning again under a new coach. And he's not crying anymore, nor are the fans booing him. It's a happy ending you love, Jim. I like that it for is. For your Christmas movie. I wish that every time we ripped a guy, they could have a nice little send-off and put a bow on it the way Jordan <laughs> yes. did. Because I don't want to see guys cry. I don't want to rip on guys. But we're going to call a spade a spade on this show. And after we do, I hope they are able to save face, have a huge game, salute the fans, get some yes. cheers. No more tears. 
wipe those tears away, Jordan. Good work out there. <laughs> I've got something that uh, is going to lighten the mood. There's something that just everyone loves universally. It's not we No one fights about this kind of fight. Everyone loves a goalie fight. And for this week's goalie fight, we head to Germany. Das sieht man selten in der DL. Und die Halle hier feiert es komplett. Freundlich gegen Antschitschka. That is Nicholas Trout of Nuremberg and Toby Ankika. Anchika, Anchika of Köln. Really household names outside of Germany, as, as you can see as I stumble through phonetic pronunciation. <laughs> hey, we names. don't blame you for that. Isn't it great to see a good goalie fight? That was one it's of the, the good ones. It's the best. one of the good ones. So give me one that stands out either in your career or if you were a fan or one that just for whatever reason watching it or being near it, give me your best hockey goalie fight yarn spin here. Well, I was always a fan of Felix Potvin growing up. Um, I don't know why. I think it was his gear. I wasn't even a big Leafs fan growing up by any stretch, but Potvin, like just specifically, I fucking loved his his mask and his gear with the cat slits. It was so badass. And he'd pad stack that big glove. And anyway, one of the toughest goalies to ever play, one of my general managers later down the road, but Ron Hextall, scrapped some. And I mean, I think everyone was just, Ron came flying down the ice, was just going to mop Ron the was floor. Nut, was a, a maniac, man. Yes. He had more pims than most of the guys on the fucking team. He was the enforcer for that Flyers team. <laughs> so, A, you've got to be tough as nails to be the enforcer of the Flyers. And, B, I don't know that anyone else that's played net since Ron, you could say, could be an enforcer in the NHL. It was wild. <laughs> I remember that tilt he had against Chelios with, when he was back with the, was the Habs. And it's just like, oh, my God. Like, how are you even going near this guy's crease? He's an absolute lunatic. So he comes down and challenges Potvin, and my boy Potvin stands up, stung in there, really good, leading with his chin, throwing fully extended bombs, got Ron on his heels for a little bit, and I could tell Hexy was a little bit like, Whoa. holy shit, I got my hands more full than I thought. Great goalie fight. Obviously, that goes with the battle that we love so much, the Avalanche Wings rivalry. Yes. Um, Pat Vernon. Roy and Vernon, my goodness. <laughs> yep. All that stuff. It's hard to Bernie's beat. Bernie's given up a lot of size there. I don't think people realize how short Mike is. He's like listed at 5'8". <laughs> yeah, tiny guy. And he did Hall well there too. But uh, another, speaking of maniacs, that Pat Wall was not scared to uh, go off the hinges yes. once in a while. So yeah. any, any any one of them are good. And this one to me was great too. They're, they're landing a lot. Yeah. I, it's always interesting to watch a goalie fight because they got all that gear. The, the big gear that they wear on their upper body is really tough to maneuver in and to fully extend. It's designed in a certain way. There's so much padding. You just don't have the freedom of movement. You would have elbows and shoulders. 100%. I mean, you're meant to be like this, not in the position of fighting. Plus, they're really good on their edges. So rarely are the guys like flipping over and falling and down and everything. They're so good on their edges. They know how to plant edges. That's what they do. Yeah. And then if anyone does go down to like their knees or something, it's just like pop up. Pop up like skaters don't do that very well. That they do that for a living. Go down to yeah. their knees and pop back up to their feet. So anytime they're losing it or whatever, one guy's go down. It's like, oh, it's going to be over. And it's like, no, it's not. And they keep coming back <laughs> over the top. So no shortage entertainment in that one. And the DEL, good to see other countries getting in the mix. Yeah, I do like that. Yeah, I mean that's some good representation from the Euros on the Department of Discipline today. Pasternak laying out some hits. really. And then on top of that, a goalie fight from Germany. European toughness, man. Nothing beats it. Oh, God, yeah. If you can get a Euro that is skilled and tough, it's like you found a, a unicorn. Not to suggest there aren't tough Europeans, but if you can be a tough NHLer, like set the tone physically. If you can get anyone who's skilled and tough these days, you're From anyone. That's fair. Yeah, from, from Mars, you can still play for us. That's fine.
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. We love a good goalie fight. I'm trying to think recently in the NHL, we had a Cam Talbot, Mike Smith in the Battle of Alberta. That was pretty damn good. You can't talk about this without talking about Ray Emery. Ray Emery was awesome at it. Rest in peace, Ray. Yes, rest in peace, Razor. Um, fighting Peters Ooh, in Buffalo, yes, like a legit heavyweight. Yes. Fighting the goalie, the goalie fighting, and did fine. and was laughing during most of it. Yeah. You can't talk about goalie fights without talking about Razor. I was in that game where he flew down and pretty much beat the wheels off Braden Holtby. Flew down there, and he got suspended for that. Just went off the rails and just beat the wheels off of him. He's no stranger to the tough stuff. He's like the modern-day Ron Hextall. So one of the best parts of a goalie fight in today's NHL, because before there'd be line brawls all the time, benches would clear, and it's like 10 on 10s. And it's like, okay, well, can't have that. Can't be leaving the bench. And now it's like, okay, well, if there's a scrum, the D-men stay at the point, or we're going to move the face off, whatever it is. But you get the goalie at one end, getting engaged with someone, and you look to the other end, oh, Oh, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. And then sometimes they'll wait at center be like, because crossing the red line is the So it's like, come on out. Or it's just like, bleep it. I'll take the instigator. So getting to center is like some excitement, but you need one more domino to fall. And then we have it. It's a hockey fight. And 20,000 people start losing (laughs) their minds. A goalie fight. A goalie fight. It is funny why it's more exciting than any. Just It's so outrageous. I mean, people that don't know fighting and ask why you fight, and think it's they just don't understand the culture to see the goaltenders that are supposed like because they're probably usually like soccer fans and blah 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 and they don't really get it and it's like how could those two they're furthest apart on the possibly start (laughs) fighting and it's like well this happens and then that happens and then this happens and it's a beautiful thing it's a great point like wait a minute they're 190 six feet apart how do they get they, how do, they did what they never cross each other in any way shape or form but they end up in a bare knuckle fight oh. only in our sweet game it is one of a kind my friend we almost had a gem and it's, i think we're back to the rangers bruins this is a good rivalry all of a sudden it is, it you, is. i'll take this in the playoffs i would i hope that happens well i mean it's gonna be bad news for your leafs but nonetheless uh Something could happen. jacob truba he uh, had five fights last season 
Yeah, I believe three of them over the course of two games. I think he laid out a heavy hit against Calgary out of the all-star break last year, blah, blah, blah. Next game. He throws enough big hits that in today's NHL, you're sure. going to be asked to fight a lot. Sure Just to your point earlier, even if it's clean, guys are going to want to scrap after big hits. Mm-hmm. Hasn't fought this year, which is surprising. It is. We're a third of the way into the season. He's got to be up there in terms of like really good heavy hits. Oh, yeah. Finally had one. Trent Frederick. Yeah. Fourth liner for the Bruins. Troub is tough. He's not the best fighter, but he certainly isn't out of his element. And we almost have a gem on our hands. And Frederick squares off with Truba. Rock'em, sock'em, robot. Well, I don't think this lasted as long as either player would have liked. Is it losing an edge for Truba? Eh. Could be a little bit of this is looking pretty intense unbailing. Like if you just watch Truba, he kind of just folds right onto his knees and, and gets out of it. But to start that fight, they're both throwing bombs. And Frederick is no slouch in the toughness department. That first bomb, it looked like it could have landed right on Truba's button. It must not have because Truba didn't even waver. Just and he misses. comes back with some bombs of his own. And it's looking like, oh my God, we have the fight of the week and maybe better. But a Truba slips out and falls down and we're robbed yeah. of what could have been, which it happens. I would just prefer guys stand on their feet. There is a philosophy amongst those who do not fight for a living, not the J. Rose Hills of the world, but other players that have to occasionally do it. Mm-hmm. Get a good heavy cut, land it, or be down on the ice. And get the hell out of there. Yeah. And if you land it, you look like you're here. And if you don't, it's like, well, we slipped and fell and away we go to the box. <laughs> it's better than nothing. It's better than better nothing. Better than eating one in the face if that's not, you know, what you do. I remember this one time in junior. I was not a fighter in junior, but would run around, play heavy, would fight. I mean, at the time, maybe I fought 12 times in a season, which felt like nothing and not really being the tough that guy. That lead the NHL <laughs> this year, probably. Yeah, but right? um, got in this fight, this tough guy from Brooks named Sheldon Wenzel, and he's the meatiest of all meatheads, big, <laughs> thick neck, and he tape his chin strap on so tight you could see the tape on it, and like there's like meat coming all around the chin strap, and this big, ugh, like, ogie, right? And he's fucking <laughs> running around, and I decide I'm going to scrap him. I don't know what I'm doing. I get in a bad position. I think I'm probably getting jerseyed and I'm eating uppercuts, but I don't really feel it because of the adrenaline and I'm fighting Wenzel right now. And I'm like, I can save this. I can save this. I can save this. And I can keep thinking I can get out of this jam and come back and it'll be good. Should have gone down to my knees because then the lineys got in there and the whole side of my face was black and blue and bloody. <laughs> like I couldn't even play the next game because my eye was swollen shut. And my dad was just like, whoa, what was, what did uh, we learn, Jay? What happened there? And I was like, <laughs> fuck, I just, I luckily was, wasn't really in a position like that for a long time after that. But uh, yeah, I just not a big fan of just going down to your knees. If you're not, it's not your stuff winning. It's not your stuff. Or you're not done. Yeah. I've heard guys in the NHL whisper to the guy while they're fighting. Let's both kind of throw and then we'll go down. Throw and drop. There's a couple of guys that are famous for it, like not fam- famous within the circle of, and I've always just been like, that's fucking disrespectful. Don't do the job if you're going to do that. That just seems disrespectful to the game. Am I off base on that? It seemed weird to me. You're, uh, you, you hold uh, a very, very high regard for doing it the right way for fighting. It's incredibly admirable. It's why I think fans would love you. It's why your teammates would love you. But it also means... Uh, you're rolling the dice a lot more and you're going to eat a few. And if you're not brave enough for that, then I understand why you'd think about doing things differently. 
but no, I, I think if you want to talk about doing it the right way, that's that's what you're talking. I think about. if you're going to do it, don't get in the guy's ear and say, "Let's stage this thing." Like that's yeah. that's. I got to draw the line there. Sorry. Uh, by the way, a lot of Bruins Rangers content. I've looked Thursday, March 21st. We're going for beers. We're going to watch Bruins Rangers. Sweet. Okay, <laughs> so the only meeting left this year. That's between, the last one. Yeah. So they're they're conference foes. So that means they probably play just three times this year. Mm. Approaching the midpoint of the season, we're not quite there yet, but they've played two of the three. So March 21, you'll see it again. Beers? Done, yes. Why don't you come to Olds for once? What's halfway? Uh, <laughs> Crossfields? <laughs> going to the horse field. track. It'll be open by then. Um, okay. From there, we go to our fight of the week. Mm. Fight of the week mm. involves your unicorn, your boy, Brady Kachuk. Now, before we watch, circumstance is important. Blues have just fired Greg Brube, which we talked about earlier with Cairo. It's the first game under the new coach. Obviously, a lot of the pressure points in St. Louis, it was just like, look, we need a change. Time to get a new coach. It's basically what the conversation's been in Ottawa for two to three weeks leading into this, maybe even a month. They've been underachieving. Yeah, they haven't played that much, and they went to Sweden. Once they get playing more games, it won't. No, they're still under 500. And then it's like, oh, Jacques Martin's here to just advise the coach. Like, huh? <laughs> I've seen this before. I don't know about this. And DJ Smith's probably just waiting for his key passes, fob to not work at the door anymore. His paycheck just doesn't come anymore. Why isn't my paycheck rolling in? Yeah, you have to talk to accounting about that. He was on the t- chopping block for a long time. Yeah, and look, maybe it's fair that the new owner and Steve Steos is also new there, the head of a hockey department that just acts the GM, Pierre not long ago. He was brought in ahead of time. No, no, we're just collecting good hockey minds. Like, we all saw this coming. But the point is, he had a little more runway, did DJ Smith, to turn this thing around. They didn't. And so Ottawa comes into St. Louis. St. Louis has just fired their coach. They're looking for the new coach bump, feeling good. Ottawa is miserable. It's been a tough run. All that talent and still looking up at most of the Eastern Conference. It's still Columbus, Buffalo, Ottawa at the bottom, as depressing as that might be for Sens fans, because it feels like it's been a decade of that shit. Yeah. And so that's the tone coming in. And St. Louis is having their way with Ottawa because it's the first game of the coach bounce. Who on a team is going to do something about it? Your bloody hero, Mm. your unicorn, your horse, the player you'd love to build around. Brady Kachuk says, we might lose the game, but I'm going to hurt someone going out and set the tone. This is not acceptable. And we've got a tilt. Brady Kachuk going at it with Tucker. Tyler Tucker, Brady Kachuk, a lot of cheers in here for him. Tucker, some big rights. Kachuk lands another heavy right. Kachuk, that woke him up. Throwing some big rights. Kachuk with the left now switching, and he takes Tucker down. Brady Kachuk in the battle, trying to take his team with him as he swings back and has worked. What do you notice here? This Tucker kid, just a greasy training camp number, comes out of nowhere. He's been in Springfield, Massachusetts, where I've spent a couple of years for half the season, and he comes up and does his job. I absolutely love seeing it. The difference to me is the guy on the other side who has to, and look at switching hands. You want to talk about who's not fucking hiding and hitting the ground? You want to talk about who's Brady? He's your captain. He's the best player on your goddamn team. One of the best players in the league. And he's the guy going toe-to-toe with this number 75 who's played fucking 30 games in his whole life (laughs) and not hiding at all. Not just saying, I showed up going toe-to-toe, switching hands, eating them to get some in. 
fuck me, does that get me fired up? Yeah, yeah. And good on both of them. Different types of styles of players. I'm sure that's going to help Tucker out as well. I wonder if he's got a little little Darcy Tucker blood in him. But He doesn't. I checked. It's not anywhere near the, uh, the, the booming metropolis of rural Alberta where the Tuckers are from. <laughs> He's got, he's got good family. They're in the cattle business too. Just can't say enough about that. And the fact that the two sides of it, right? The kid coming up from the minors who's got to play tough with the number that was given to him that he didn't even ask for. And then one yeah. of the best players in the world. Yeah. What does that tell you about that goddamn captain He wants there? to win at all costs. That's what it tells me. And I love, I love it. it. Mm. It reminds me, I just looked up. I was on the phone. Apologies. He's a left shot. Brady's a left winger. He is the opposite handed Jerome McGinley of this era. Mm, yeah. Captain could score 50 if everything goes right. Will push and shove in front of the net. He'll scrap a nobody if that's what his team needs. He is the heartbeat of that team. And Iggy fought like tough guys too. He fought yes. legit tough guys as well. When they went to the final in round one, he fought Matthias Oland, who's not like tough, tough guy, but a big man. Mm-hmm. He fights a hatcher in the second round against Detroit. They then beat San Jose. I don't believe he scrapped in that series. And then he goes to the final and he's fighting LeCavalier, another huge man. Now, those aren't the, the, the best fight list resume that, of, that Jerome could bring you. He could show you a bunch of great, great fighters, tough guys. But in the playoffs, in each series, grab someone that was really important to the other team and said, we're going. Yeah. When, you're, when Brady's a dad, this is what you can expect from his kids. Jerome's youngest son, Joe. Yes. Playing in the Western League as a 15-year-old gets called up. Assist and a goal. Points in his first two games, looks the part. Older brother, not to be outdone, named player of the week in the Western League on Monday. Yes. Was in on all four games, game winners, seven points, and now looking like projected to be a first-round pick. That's good, man. Ooh, there's some more Aginlas coming. You want more Kachucks and more Aginlas? Some Iggy blood coming out of the Western yes. League is something we can all get on board with. That's fantastic. More I heard they were good. I didn't know what level they were quite getting to, but it's funny. You talk about a 12-year-old, and you're like, who gives a shit? He's fucking 12. He's yes. Like, See you later. And, and then all of a sudden, click, click, a couple of years go by, and draft eligible, and ooh, he's playing the yeah, ball. Well, and, and what you look like as a boy doesn't really mean a lot if you have Not once always. you're a man well no i just mean like when you hit puberty now we know what you're working with with a size and a frame yeah. and like can you do the things against boys now against men and both those again the kids have got a bit of a late bloomer tag in terms of where they went in drafts versus expectation and like oh no we didn't know but then he went on this run and people really believe he can take a huge step and jerome was kind of like that too like he was traded for newendike but yeah. he also was a guy that it wasn't until later in his junior career, and I think the, the world juniors after the trade, Dallas and Calgary, that really put him on the map. Like, oh, shit. Maybe if you do that draft again, he should go in the top three. One of the times Calgary got the better end of the deal, I mean, they had Marty St. Louis and lost him. Well, and Brett the Hall. Stars won with Noondike. They won a cup. So right. both teams probably do that again. It was uh, a rare win-win. So, yeah, Kachuk's in again, Liz, uh, little memory lane for you there. That fight is 6.89 rating on uh, hockey fights. Your fight of... The week. Okay, we're gonna have a little fun. Are you familiar with Puck Doku? I heard about it this week. Big Puck Doku guy. In the summer, loved it. We're busy in the winter. It's hockey season. We got shows. We're following teams. It's like game night, off night shows. We're coaching kid hockey. Summer, stretch out a bit. And you got a little time to kill. Maybe I'm on the beach watching my kids swim. Maybe uh, the better half's driving the car. We're on a road trip. What do I do to kill all the time? little puck doku so you know the numbers grid called sudoku okay. that's a number game 
This is a sports one specific to hockey called Puck Doku. So I want to do a little Doku with you, and then that'll lead us into what we got going on, a special collaboration between Hockey Fights and Puck Doku this week. So I can already tell this is not going to be my strong I suit. think you're going to be fine. So what we're looking at here, there are three categories on a vertical axis. J vertical means up to down, down to up. That's a column. Okay. Now there's a horizontal row at the top. That is one that goes left to right. We understand row, column, column, row, vertical, (laughs) horizontal. And what you need to do is find a player that fulfills both columns. So the top left corner of this grid will have to be someone that played for the Leafs and Played for the Penguins. Now, there's easy answers, and you can go find abstract names. As you get good at Puck Doku or you get into the weeds, you want to find more and more abstract players. But an obvious one here would be Phil Kessel. He, of course, played in Toronto, got traded to Pittsburgh, won, what, three cups there, two cups there? Uh, impressive stuff. So let's throw a little Phil Kessel in there. I would have gone with Kobe Armstrong, but you do your thing. Well, I mean, Kobe can go as well. You're going to get a better to, score. We're we trying to win this. So thing whichever or? works. We the got more to- obscure, the better, correct? So there we are. We got Phil. Now, Jack, what percentage? Read that out for us. What do we got there? 20%. 20%. So that's a pretty popular answer. There's lots of guys that would satisfy playing for those two teams. And 20% of the vote, one out of every five people, is saying, let's go with Phil Kessel. Now, let's take a look at the next one moving to our right. We got Buffalo at the top and still Tron on the left. Can you think of someone that played for both the Sabres and the Leafs? Immediately, I think of Tim Connor. I was going to say that. The head injury is a good one. I think it will, too. I think it'll be more abstract than people think. Uh, let's hope so. McKay might be another, actually, because didn't Jake yeah, McKay before yeah. he went to Chicago was in Buffalo? He'd be more current, yeah. And the current ones tend to get higher ones because everyone's remembers the present right. time a little bit. So, so you want to go Tim Connolly, C O N N. We got a, our, our producer's not the best. He has, he didn't go to that script spelling bee competition. <laughs> Maybe you're just, uh, what's our number for Connolly? Two. Two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that. All right, Jay, The further gonna... you go back, I think the better. It's true. If you can like dive into the archives, you're going to absolutely crush it. So, for example, for Rangers, let's do Phil Esposito for 200 plus goals scored. It's a three by three game. So there's nine correct answers. Yeah, it's a good. Now, choice. what percentage do we get for? Oh, see, that's great. So you get a Hall of Famer at 2%. That means we went deep into the archives. Plus, Phil's remembered for playing for some other teams as well. Beautiful. Uh, 200 plus goals scored for a Toronto Maple Leaf. Satisfied those. You you do a Leaf show on a pretty regular basis. Uh, it doesn't have to all be with the Leafs, but someone that played for the Leafs that did a Can it be like Bill Barilko? Like did he going- score 200? I mean, oh. of course it can. Could it be? The last uh, goal he ever scored won the Leafs the Cup. I do know that song, Jay. The Americans are confused. For the Canadian listeners know that's the Tragically Hip. They, they Half oh. their songs are about hockey. Oh, you Americans, my so, goodness. So are, are, do you know that to be correct, or are you just taking a stab? I'm taking a stab. He played with them for a long time. I think like, would Davey Keon have had 200? Yeah, probably. So let's do that, because I don't want to miss a pick. So K-E-O-N. Yeah, we got him. What percent? Oh, oh, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Put it there. We're, going, we're humming now. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, Berilka would have been like 0.5, but it's all Maybe, good. Maybe, but we don't matter. know he has 200. What if he didn't? We we're can't a team. be messing it up. Okay, we're doing great. We're doing great. We're going to keep going. Penguins and Rangers. We need someone that played on both those teams. Is there someone that jumps to mind? Um, Who played on both those dynasties? The Rangers in 94. It was, it was they, did Leach do that? No, Leach didn't do that. Dude, Jack, do you have one? You're itching. You're a big Pittsburgh guy. I know that. Hagelin. Yeah, that's right. That's Carl it. Hagelin. Wow, what a pull. That's going to be a nice number, too. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be decent like that. Though. I think I we're, was we're talking a... sub-5% here for Hagelin. H-A-G. 10. Okay, a little more popular than we wanted, but that's okay. That's good stuff. Um, Rangers and Sabres. Uh, one of my favorites growing up. How about Pat LaFontaine? Beautiful. It's going to be a popular pick, but I loved... La, 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 
la 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 Fontaine. Or this time of year, la 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 Fontaine. So anyway, you're getting the point of the puck doku. And the last one, 200 plus goals in their career, 200 plus assists. Put Hawk and Lube in there. L-O-O-B. Hawk Han. Hawk and Lube. My favorite uh, all-time Flames last name, Hawk and Lube. Only Swede ever to score 50 in the NHL. Is that not baffling? Sunbeams, wow. Sedins, Forsberg. Oh, he didn't do it. <laughs> he must have missed out on two. He didn't. God damn it. Okay, so we go eight for nine on the Doku. That is the game. Here's the drill. This week and this week only, it's a crossover with HockeyFights.com and Puck Doku. We're adding in columns like penalty minutes. Funner than I thought. Games played. You fought this guy. You fought that guy. And so while you can see how fun that is for hockey fans, we pumped up the ante with four by four. So 16 answer dokus. And it's all kinds of tough guy focused. We have one. It drops. The Department of Discipline Doku drops Friday. <laughs> so excited. we'll have some fun with that. It's got to be a like, okay, who uh, who fought Jay Rosal and accumulated less than 100 PIMs in his career? No, I'm kidding. <sighs> it'd be difficult, man. I we'll think it'd be easier to make ones. that one difficult. But, uh, you know, some of the famous scraps out there, yeah. some of the famous scrappers, you can go back. Some um, good rivalries. Yeah. So we've been, uh, we've been putting our heads together. Watch for the DOD Doku, the Department of Discipline Puck Doku, dropping Friday. And there's prizes to be won if you can complete it. Make sure you're logged in. If you can do that, you can access the entire archives for Puck Doku, which is awesome. Because if you do one, you're having fun. You're like, oh, I got to wait for another day. Come on. I want to go back and do more. You can do that if you log in and you get yourself a little username. Your aces. We'll be giving away some Department of Discipline slash Hockey Fights gear. Log in, do one, uh, save a little screenshot of how you did. We can reward Maybe the grid with the most PIMs, that's correct. The grid with the highest rarity, which is what we were talking about with the percentage of picks. Yes. There'll be surprises. So be tuned to socials with Hockey Fights and Puck Doku for your chance to win. I'm excited. It is kind of fun, isn't it? I was worried when you started saying Sudoku. I've looked at Sudoku and I'm like, the numbers what the one, yeah. fuck is this? Uh, <laughs> like, I could not want to be involved less in that. My one that eight year old's doing Sudoku already. Jesus. He loves it. The other's like, what? He's just guessing numbers. That can't be right. I'm a letters guy, not a numbers guy. I don't like those numeros, but that game's fun as hell, man. I get and I wanted to finish it and I thought, well, let's just show him how to play and move on. But I was like, no, fuck this. And so gonna- here's the thing could you not see yourself like on a, on a minus 30 night? With a buddy up at 1 a.m. having a finger of scotch saying, you know what? Let's do one of these dumb things. And next thing you know, you're thinking about players, telling stories, trading names about guys. It's kind of fun. Dude. Or start in the morning, tell your wife, tell your buddy, tell whoever, hey, this is what one I'm doing. Let's say race. it's a big six by six monster or something like that. And you yeah, go yeah, through yeah. your day trying to fill it out. And then you got to see who got the better score and the most obscure players. It's fun. I love it. That's uh, that's a hell of a move. We've got some holiday time coming up. So settle in. Maybe it's your morning ritual with the coffee. Mama Bear's doing the crossword or the word search. You know what? Do people do that anymore? That's a dying <laughs> the newspaper. The word man. search isn't hard. I've got to, people that do the word search. <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned the hockey fights merch. We got some good stuff up there. Uh, we do encourage you if you've got someone that's tough in your life to buy for, <laughs> or they're just tough, or they're just tough. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> go to nationgear.ca slash collections slash hockey dash fights. Some gear coming our way. You probably got time to get this if you hustle for at least Christmas, maybe a belated Christmas. Maybe you got an, a New Year's gift for someone pretending they didn't notice you didn't get them something for Christmas. Smart, smart. Nationgear.ca and search the Hockey Fights Collection. Some good gear there. 
look at this. You learned a doku. We got to talk about goalie fights, Pasternak. We've had some exciting weeks with news and dirt getting dished and crazy stuff. People are getting arrested and lots going on. I didn't think this week was that exciting. Then and we then go, look at that. Though a deep dive and there's lots going on. So it's good to see. There's never a dull moment in this league or this never. or this game. So yeah, I'm pumped be for a Christmas. Small pause for the Christmas break, and we'll have more chaos to react to in the new year. Going to come on your show on Friday. I'll look out for that. The boozy boozy show, flames burn burner. My second appearance, first one live, and I happen to catch the one where they're serving up sauce all day. I'm pretty excited about that. Just a pure coincidence. Happy holidays. (laughs) Merry Christmas to all. We'll see you in the new year. Thank you for uh, tuning in, courtesy all of us here at Hockey Fights and the Department of Discipline. Sending the goons, coach. Come on, get rid of these clowns. Let's kick some ass, team. Hey, you in front, yeah, you sit down. I want to see the benches empty. Garbage raining from the stands. Want to see them climb the glass, start a little something with the fans. Want to see a hockey fight, a little Donnie Brook, a little brew ha ha. The bar team should score tonight. We all can yell, hurrah, hurrah. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.